0: and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because today I get to tell the story and it's got all the right ingredients for a perfect fairy tale. A polar bear, a troll princess, a grumpy north wind, a spell and a quest. Hurrah! The story comes from Norway and it was collected in 1844 by Asbjørnsen and Moe, two young men who were so inspired by the work of the Grimms brothers collecting stories in Germany that they decided to gather folktales from their home. And this was one of them. Just before we start the story, I wonder if you could have a think. Which would you prefer to ride on the back of? A snow bear Or would you prefer to fly on the back of the north wind? Oh, and why? Have a think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Ready? Off you go! Hello Super Great Kids, I'm back! What did you decide? To fly with the north wind or ride on the back of a polar bear? It's a tricky one. I think I'd prefer the bear, because he's got warm fur to hold on to and the north wind is a bit grumpy and cold. Mind you, I don't think I'd risk my chances with a real polar bear. Now, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let the story begin. Once upon a time, a long time ago, there lived a man and a woman who had many children. They were happy enough, but so poor. They were skinny as twigs and often went to bed hungry. One snowy night, with the wind withering round the house, there were three soft knocks at the door. Ploof, ploof, ploof. The father opened it, and who should be there but a great white bear? Can I help you? asked the father. No, but I might be able to help you, said the bear in a voice like chocolate. If you give me one of your daughters, I'll make you and your family rich as kings, said the bear. The father paused for a second. But then he thought of all his children who he loved so dearly. Nope, he said. Thanks for the offer, but I can't do that. The bear looked sad. Well, fair enough, he said, and padded slowly away down the path. Wait, bear, wait, came a voice from an upstairs window. I'll come, if you keep your promise and help my family. And jumping down the stairs, two at a time, came the youngest daughter, whirling out into the snow in her stocking feet. Aren't you afraid? asked the bear. No, not really. I I want to help. Right. Climb on my back and hold tight onto my fur. And off they went. At last they came to a castle. The heavy oak door swung open. (coughs) Eh? The girl was tired, cold and hungry, but soon she was sitting by a crackling fire, scoffing hot soup and eating crusty bread. Then the bear showed her to her bedroom with silk cream sheets and soft feather pillows. That night, as she lay in a strange bed all alone in the dark, she heard someone come in and lie down on the rug by the bed. Is that you, Bear? asked the girl. But there was no answer, and before long she heard a gentle snoring. And so it happened every night. She found it reassuring to have someone there, to not be all alone. But in the morning, whoever it was had gone long before the sun was up. The weeks passed, and the months passed, and the girl got used to her new life in the castle. But oh, she missed her brothers and sisters, and her mum and dad. She missed them so much, it was like a pain in her heart. One day, the bear looked at her pale face and asked why she never smiled. Well, I can take you back to visit them. That's not difficult, smiled the bear a little sadly. But there is one thing, he warned. Don't let your mum get you on your own and start asking questions. That will be bad news for both of us. So, once more, the girl climbed onto the bear's shaggy back and off they flew through the snow. She was pleased as punch to see her family. As promised, they were now living like kings in a grand house with all the food they could eat. Everyone was grateful for what she'd done for them and they were full of questions. But the girl became quite good at batting them away and asking them questions in return and not telling them much about her life with the bear. Then, one day, her mother took her into the garden and asked about the bear. Her daughter explained about the visitor who came into her room each night and slept on the rug. It's quite comforting, really, Mum. He's always gone by morning, so I'm not sure if it's the bear or or what. ''Oh, my dear,'' said the mother, ''that could be a troll lying there, for all you know. You need to
1: be very careful. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a candle, so when you hear the snoring, you can light it and take a good look at him.
0: But whatever you do, don't scream, OK?'' So that's what happened. The girl took her mum's advice, but forgot the bear's warning. That night, back in the castle, she waited in the dark for the gentle snoring to begin. And then, very quietly, she struck a match and a small flame flickered on her candle. She looked down and there, lying on the rug, was a prince, more beautiful than anything she'd ever imagined. She stared and stared and stared at him so long that three hot blobs of wax dripped off the candle and onto his shirt. The prince leapt up. What have you done? he cried. My stepmother put a spell on me and turned me into a white bear by day. The spell could only be broken if I lived with you for a year without being seen as a prince. Oh, we were so close, so close, but now I have to go back and marry her daughter, the troll princess, who has a nose longer than an elephant and thinner than a rat's tail. She pleaded with him not to go, but he said he had no choice. Then tell me where she lives and I'll search the whole world over until I find you begged the girl with hot tears of remorse pouring down her cheeks. She lives in a castle, east of the sun and west of the moon. But that's as much as I can tell you. It's beyond the edge of the world and you'll never find it, said the prince. And with that, the prince and the castle vanished and the girl found herself once more dressed in rags and alone in the woods. The next morning she set off before the sun was up. She walked and she walked and she walked, until presently she met an old woman with blue fingers who was playing with a golden apple. Grandma, do you know of a prince who lives with his stepmother and a troll princess? All I know is that he lives in a castle which is east of the sun and west of the moon, said the woman. But I wish you luck. Keep going and you'll get there late or never. I'll give you my golden apple to take with you. And the girl walked and she walked and she walked until she came to another old woman with pointy fingernails who was sitting at a golden spinning wheel. So she asked her if she knew the way to the prince who lived in a castle that lay east of the sun and west of the moon. Well. That's as much as I know, my dear, said the old woman. I'm sorry,
1: only the North Wind knows more than that. But I wish you luck. Keep going and you'll get there late or never. Here,
0: you can have my spinning wheel to take with you. So the girl walked and she walked and she walked until she came to the house of the North Wind. And my, he was a grumpy one. He was so wild and cross that she could see him snorting little puffs of frosty air way before she got close enough to ask for his help. Go away, he roared, letting out an icy blast which blew right through her. I've blown to the edge of the earth and back today and I'm all out of puff. Uh, excuse me, but I'm looking for a prince who lives with his stepmother and a troll princess and I'm told that he lives in a castle to the east of the sun and the west of the moon. Um, d- d- Do you know where that is? She stuttered, shivering. Yes, of course I know where it is, he boomed. I've been there once. It nearly killed me. Had to rest for at least a week before I had enough. Puff to get me back home. Oh, I'm so glad you know the way, said the girl, clapping her hands. Could you please tell me how to get there? You? You tiny, weeny, skinny little thing. You? You'll never get there on your own. Oh, oh, said the girl. But if you really want to go and you ask me right nicely, I might think about it. Oh, said the girl crossing her fingers, please will you take me, Brother Wind? It's ever so important that I go there. OK, 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 said the North Wind. If you're not too scared to come, then climb on me back and we'll see if I can blow us there. If this was the way to get to her prince, then the girl knew she definitely was not going to be afraid. So she climbed onto his broad shoulders. And he huffed and he puffed and he blew and he flew up above the clouds. On and on and on he went, roaring beyond the edge of the world and out across the sea, until he was so tired that he was only just able to keep them above the waves. Oh my, I'm a out of puff, love, whispered the wind. The girl was cold and wet, but she clung on and she sang to keep their spirits up and she sang for the love of her prince. East of the sun, west of the moon Here I come, I'll be with you soon Eventually they reached land and crawled thankfully onto the grass growing at the foot of the creepy castle which lay to the east of the sun and the west of the moon. Next morning, the troll princess flung open the window and saw the girl playing with the golden apple. She shook out her long elephant nose and drooled through her pointy teeth.
1: Girlie! Yes, you, you silly beggar, dressed in rags. How much do you want for your golden apple?
0: It's not for sale, for love nor money, said the girl.
1: Well, what do you want for it? I want it, so you must give it to me. Give it me, give it me now.
0: Well, said the girl, I'd like to see the prince tonight. Her heart was thumping.
1: Very well, very well. You can see my princey-poos. But mind, he's mine, all mine, like washing on a line. We're going to get married, isn't that divine,
0: taunted the troll princess. But the girl just ignored the taunts and gave the princess the golden apple. It meant she could get into the castle and she did get to see her prince but I'm sorry to have to tell you that the cunning troll princess had put a magic sleeping potion in the prince's drink and the girl shook him and called him and wept over him, but she could not wake him up. The next day, the troll princess flung open the window, her nose flapping in the breeze and called out again,
1: Shirley! Yes, you, you silly beggar dressed in rags. How much do you want for your golden spinning wheel?
0: It's not for sale, for love nor money, said the girl. Well, what do you want for it? I want it, so I'm going to have it, so give it to me now. I'd like to see the prince again tonight, said the girl, holding her head high. By now the prince had been warned by a loyal servant that his bedtime drink was actually a magic potion to make him fall into a deep sleep. So the prince naturally poured it into a plant nearby and when the girl crept in and saw that he was awake, she was overjoyed. She hugged him and hugged him and then she told him a whole story and he was very impressed with her great courage. You're the only person in the world who can help set me free, he said, taking her hands in his. Now listen carefully, I have a plan. The next day he told his stepmother that he would get married to her troll daughter but that he had a test for her. He would only marry a girl who could wash the three spots of candle wax off his shirt. Easy peasy, not a problem, said the princess troll, who eagerly grabbed the shirt in her claw-like hands. I'll wub-a-dub-dub the shirt in this tub, said his bride-to-be. But because she was a troll, the more she rubbed and the more she scrubbed, the bigger the stains grew. Then the prince called for the girl who was waiting for her moment. And the instant she dipped his shirt into a bowl of water, it turned white as freshly fallen snow. Hurrah! shouted the prince. This is the girl I love and this is the girl I'm going to marry. And with that, the troll princess and her mum were filled with such rage Do you know what happened? They exploded into a thousand pieces which flew this way and that way and all over the kingdom and that was the messy end of that. As for the prince and the girl... Well, they stuffed their pockets with troll treasure, held hands and skipped off as fast as they could, leaving far behind them the creepy castle that lay east of the sun and west of the moon. East of the sun, west of the moon, here I come, I'll be with you soon. Thanks very much for listening to that story. It's a good one, isn't it? It's noticeable that often really good fairy tales come from remote places where the winters are long and wild and cold. So here's my question. Why do you think that is? I wonder if you could draw a picture of the girl riding through the snowy woods on the back of the white bear. Or flying with the north wind to the castle, which lies east of the sun and west of the moon. Now, lots of you have joined our Owlets Club. So it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say thank you and hello to some new owlets. Hello to Cecilia from Maryland in the US who asked her oppa, which I think means grandad if she could join the Owlet's Club for her sixth birthday and kapow, oppa fixed it for her well done grandad and welcome Cecilia Cecilia and her sister Rosie, who is three love listening to super great kids stories especially when they're in the car and hello to Hagen, who is seven. Hagen loves all Nancy stories because they are about tricksters and he really likes tricksters. He's also really enjoyed listening to the super great scary stories. Ooh, well done you, Hagen. Very brave. And happy hoots to Roddy, who is five, and Rosa, who is three, from Motherwell in Scotland in the UK. They especially love scary stories, too, like the ghost of the bloody finger. And hello to Poppy, who is six and lives in Islington in London. Poppy likes all the stories told by Kate Corkery, partly because Kate's accent is like Poppy's grandmother's accent. Poppy's favourite stories are Molly and the Leprechaun, The Mermaid and the Piper, and River Mama. Let's fly up north now to Canada, and we're visiting Guelph in Ontario to say hello to Owlet Bee, who is nine. Bee loves the cow who ate the Piper, and she really enjoys singing the super great kids' story songs around the house. Ah, lovely Bee, that's very nice to know. And hello to new owlets, Benjamin, who is six, whose favourite story is Bone Soup. And Alice, who is four, whose favourite story is The Hairy Toe. (gasps) That's very brave, Alice. They come from Dripping Springs in Texas. Welcome to the club. And a warm welcome to Gabriel, or Bobo, who is four from California. He enjoyed listening to the stories when he wasn't very well and sent me a lovely note and a drawing of the parrot that talked story and the monkey who looked for trouble. We hope you're feeling better now, Bobo. Toop says that stories are good medicine. And, hoo, 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 and hello to Carson, who turned seven in January. Last year he moved from Colorado Springs to Atlanta in Georgia where his grandfather lives. Hurrah! How nice that you get to see each other more. We seem to have a granddad theme going on this week. Hurrah! Carson loves to hang with his dad and little sister Cadence, who is two. Carson especially likes Ghost of the Bloody Finger and any story that has a song. Me too, Carson more Owlet welcomes next week and thanks to all of you who are subscribing to our podcast if you'd like to join and hear our stories advert free you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon which you can find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com if you subscribe, there are over 35 bonus stories and at least 20 super great scary stories waiting to terrify you. <laughs> and now, here are our Pick of the Week pictures which you've sent in. Matteo, who lives in Zurich in Switzerland, drew a magnificent picture of the red dragon on the Welsh flag from the story The Two Dragons, told by Tienan. You've really conjured up a terrifying dragon here, Matteo. I love his claws, his fangs, his narrow eyes and his movement. Thanks for sending it in. And C1 who lives in Vancouver in Canada sent a creative drawing inspired by the devil and the boy who knew how to read. I like the way you've taken the devil from that story and created another story about the devil stealing a coin and the policeman trying to stop him. It's super great. Thanks very much for sharing it, Siwon. And 10-year-old Aisha from France has sent a wonderful picture of the tiger and the magic yam story told by Kate Corkery. Aisha's drawn a terrific stripy tiger with pointy teeth who is running away from the funny little brightly coloured yams who are all chasing after him. Just great. Thanks, Aisha. That's it for this week. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in fabulous Fitzrovia in London.